630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Hopefully you're out there, I don't know, bundling up. We're getting a lot of people on the text line who work outside and basically they're saying layers, 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 like Ron says, plenty of warm-ups when possible and just putting layers on. He's reporting up north, Cold Lake. And then you pop in, you do a quick warm-up in a vehicle if mm-hmm. you can, and uh, make sure you take care of yourself. We got another one in uh, said that their boss used to come by in a van and have a great big jug of uh, Timmy's coffee in there, so you'd pop in, warm yeah. up, then go back at it again. Yeah. Because still stuff got to get done. There's lots of people outside uh, working right now, and so thank you for all the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Tow truck drivers, you know, they're, they're, they're going around and obviously hooking up uh, vehicles. Saw one yesterday on St. Albert Trail, so you... Give them some room too. Oh, for sure. Drive All safe. first responders, anybody who's uh, taking care of folks at the side of the road, give them some room and make sure they stay safe. And then you also mentioned the TELUS folks are trying to get uh, service back up. Uh, I'm not sure where that's at right now. I'll double check with uh, Morgan here in a little bit. But yeah, they were working right in, uh, into late mm-hmm. last night. So lots of people doing their stuff outside. There's a lot of angry TELUS customers <laughs> last night, at least on my Facebook feed. Is a, is a northern city. Uh, we have people who know how to deal with this stuff. So, uh, But we appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, when you kids go to school, uh, they all no doubt take their, their cell phones with them. question mm-hmm. is, can they actually have it in the classroom? There are a few jurisdictions in Alberta where the school boards have decided, no, kids should not have their, their cell phones in the classrooms. There's a policy of the Elk Island Public School Division mm-hmm. about who can have uh, cell phones and when they're they're usable, when it's appropriate. But, uh, you know, there are some places, like Quebec, where it's looking at uh, up, uh, a blanket ban on cell phones in classroom. Uh, question is, what's 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 the biggest issue? here because they can be really useful learning devices too. Oh for sure Um, uh, when my kid was in junior high they had to you know leave their leave their uh, phones in their locker they couldn't have their phones at their desk now that she's in high school the schools are like well you're responsible for your learning so if you want to sit on your phone all day that that, that's Mm -hmm. completely up to you but you're going to not do well in class and yeah. uh, so she says she puts it off to the side and then and then and then i love like because i asked her about this yesterday she's like and then when you text me when i have time i do respond <laughs> when i'm finished all of my work i'm like oh yeah right <laughs> like you're you're just waiting for my text messages when you pick up your phone you're only responding because <laughs> yeah. of me what does mom mother want mother and so i do feel guilty i'm like I, maybe i shouldn't be texting her during mm. uh, school time uh, there are a lot of, uh, of uh, parents and kids for mm-hmm. whom it's almost like, a, like that extra umbilical cord. They're always connected. So uh, what, what are the issues? What are the pros? What are the cons? What should we be looking at? Uh, someone has done quite a bit of research and looked into this. is Sachin Maharaj, who's an assistant professor of educational leadership out of the University of Ottawa, joining us this morning. Sachin Maharaj, thank you so much for your time this morning. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. So, Sachin, I'd like to know, are there blanket policies uh, about cell phone use, or is it a district thing, or is it even a school uh, decision, or maybe even a a teacher's rule? Uh, Tell us a little bit about how that works in different parts of the country. Right. So, Ontario in 2019 announced a ban on the use of mobile devices in the classroom, but exceptions were made um, if they were being used for educational purposes. And so what this has meant in practice is that it's kind of a a patchwork depending on the school and depending on even classrooms within schools. Um, The issue with that, though, is that when there is inconsistency uh, across classes for teachers who want to 
put in place greater restrictions, it just becomes harder to enforce because there's no really norms or expect consistent expectations that kids follow from class to class. And so effectively in Ontario anyway, um, there hasn't been uh, much of a, a ban on, on phones in the classroom, which is why the Toronto District School Board right now is looking at um, implementing their own ban, which um, a lot of people were like, well, don't we already have a ban in Ontario? But in practice, um, that, that has been the inconsistency has been more the reality. And so with Quebec recently announcing a similar ban with exceptions for um, the phones being used for educational purposes, you might find something similar. Well, and then I guess that's uh, because of this this patchwork system that seems to have developed in other provinces. Maybe that's why Alberta's going. We'll just leave it up to the individual uh, individual school boards, and then you can figure out on your own what what really is the biggest con to having uh, cell phones in the classroom for students. I would think uh, my initial go to would be they're just distracted. They're, they don't pay attention. Yeah, well, there's a bunch of different factors. There's increasing evidence that phones and particularly social media use is having a a real negative impact on the academic, social, and emotional development of kids. So data from Ontario indicates that um, the average teen is spending over three hours per day on social media, and uh, about a third of teens are spending over five hours per day. And there's increasing reason to believe it's it's compromising their uh, emotional and social well-being. So currently, 41 American states in the U.S. are suing uh, Meta, the parent company of Instagram and Facebook, because of the impact um, that these apps are having on kids' mental health. And when it comes to the academic impacts, there was a, a big report released last month uh, by the OECD, which every three years they uh, test kids, uh, 15-year-olds around the world in math, reading, and science. And one of the big headlines from that report is that in Canada and pretty much every other developed country around the world, scores in all three subjects have been declining over the last decade. And in terms of one of the reasons for that, uh, one of the big significant factors is the use of uh, digital technology, specifically phones that are being used um, for reasons other than learning. And so, and if you talk to educators uh, around the country as well, they'll tell you that over the last um, decade or two, phones are just becoming an increasing distraction in the classroom. These are just kids. I have my phone here and I check my phone all the time. And, you know, if, 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 a, if a 50-year-old can't stay off her phone, how do we expect a 12-year-old to, to learn the skills of, of not being distracted and putting it down and, and doing what they're supposed to do? Totally. I mean, there's research showing that among adults, the um, average attention span of adults when working with digital technologies has actually declined by something like 70% over the last two decades. And so, yeah, you know, all of us feel that impulse where we're trying to concentrate on anything, work, or sometimes even the people around us, and we feel that temptation um, to check our phones. And so that becomes much more harder to resist, um, yeah, when you're a kid and your brain is still developing. But the important thing to know is that, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, teaching kids responsible use in the classroom and that sort of thing. Um, These devices and particularly the social media apps on them, they're not designed to be used like in moderation or responsibly. They're, They're being designed to be, you know, as 
entertaining, as addictive, as engaging yep. as possible, right? And so it's not, you're kind of competing against these mm. multi-billion dollar companies for, you know, the kids' attention. And there's, there's research showing that even the presence of the phone in proximity to a student is distracting. So even if they have the phone say in their backpack, for example, right next to their desk, even just that proximity there, your, your mind, your is sort of your attention sort of divided like what am I missing should I check it and and you try to have to fight that temptation instead of focusing mm-hmm. um, on your learning so it's really difficult for kids to manage that yeah, and the notifications are on and it's buzzing and it's vibrating and oh my goodness what am I missing you know what this right. doesn't this sounds like less of a conversation over education and more of a conversation over social media and its impact in the wider society even if you don't have them in classroom they're still going to be locked on to them during breaks and lunch hours and then after school so obviously there's some parent issues here which do you is it is it it doesn't sound at all like it's purely an education issue it's a societal issue totally i mean we're seeing the effects you know not just in in schools but just everywhere you know as i mentioned the effects on adults are pretty well documented it's one of these things like there's sort of this phenomenon known as like the the paradox of the internet revolution which is that you know when the internet was first introduced there was all these predictions that it was going to unlock like huge um, economic and and productivity gains and we haven't really seen that over the last couple decades and part of the reason for that is because with this access to limitless information, it's also fragmented our attention, making it just more difficult to focus and and concentrate on things. And so, yeah, these are things that are happening both in and outside of the classroom. And it's not just phones either. Um, UNESCO last year uh, did a big survey of digital technology use around the world and concluded that even though we've spent tons of resources on things like iPads and, and, you know, phones, smart boards, all that, and including um, um, smartphones as well, there's very little evidence that this has actually improved student learning. And, you know, the evidence that does exist tends to come from the companies selling these technologies. Mm So it's a much broader conversation than just uh, phones, but I think jurisdictions are looking at phones as kind of the first step in sort of rethinking some of this stuff. Sachin, can we, uh, we have a few more questions. Can we... uh take a break and then come back to you do you have the time perfect Uh, we do want to ask you about the pros Uh, can kids use smartphones as educational tools right now we're talking to Sachin Maharaj an assistant professor of educational leadership policy and program at the University of Ottawa the pros of cell phones in the classroom in two minutes about cell phones in the classroom should there be a blanket ban doesn't look like that's going to happen here in Alberta it's been attempted or in the process in Quebec uh, and Ontario either way it ends up being a patchwork uh, for, for the most part and so we've talked a little bit about some of the issues uh, with, with cell phones in a classroom Sachin Maharaj uh, out of the University of Ottawa has been looking at, um, if you heard him in the last segment you know he knows lots about this so we're diving into this and so we were curious whether there are any you know what are the pros so uh, what What are the arguments against any kind of a ban on uh, cell phones, on personal devices in the classroom, sir? So I think one of the big things is they certainly have the potential to be powerful learning tools. I mean, particularly smartphones these days, they're like supercomputers that, you know, everyone has in in their pocket. And so theoretically, it is possible to leverage that. Um, to improve learning. I mean, I've used this in my own teaching career. Um, You know, if 
there were issues with access to devices or, you know, sometimes teachers might book a, a suite of Chromebooks or something for the class to do something and, like, some of them aren't charged or whatever, right? And so kids can just pull out their phones and not be sort of miss out on those learning opportunities. Um, yeah, so, and, and they can be used that way. And usually... Um, when we think about where society is going in the future, restricting cell phones seems like this kind of regressive thing, like you're trying to like turn back the hands of time or, or something like that. I think the issue with that is that although they can be used as powerful learning devices, in practice, they're mostly not used that way. And if you think about digital technologies, there's a distinction between phones, which are kids' personal devices, and other things that might be used in the classroom. So if a teacher distributes Chromebooks or tablets for a particular learning purpose, and then you know that purpose is served, and then they're, they're taken away, that's a little bit different than a student's personal device, which they have on them all the time, and which most of the stuff on the phone isn't actually for that learning purpose. So there was a study done last year by the Children's Hospital at the University of Michigan in partnership with Common Sense Media where they tracked kids' phone use during uh, the entire day. And what they found was that most, almost all students, like 98% of students, were using their phone during school hours, during the school day. And then when they looked at what they were actually using the phone for, um, it was mostly social media, YouTube, and playing games. In terms of actual educational purposes, it was less than 2% of the time. So while, in theory, these can be used for learning, in, in practice, they're mostly not being used mm -hmm. for that purpose. And so you kind of have to think about it um, that way. Like, what are the trade-offs involved in, in having these in schools? Yeah, I think the, I think the cons, as a, as a parent of a 15-year-old, the cons totally outweigh the pros of, of having these devices because she, she She's never in a classroom without her uh, without a computer nowadays. I don't. I wish I could turn back the time, the hands of time, and actually see stuff like tests and, and things that are on paper. Because there's nothing ever on paper anymore that I see. Well, so, so just to, to to jump on that, there was also um, a study published a few months ago looking at the differences in reading comprehension when um, kids read things um, on digital devices oh. versus in, in print and there were there were huge differences found. It was estimated by the, the authors of the study that um, a student reading something in print um, that their comprehension would be something like six to eight times higher than if they read the equivalent thing on digital devices. And part of the reason for that is, you know, when you're reading things on your phone or a computer or a tablet or something else, there's so much else going on that it's harder to focus on the actual content of what you're reading versus when you pick up a, a book and or, you know, a physical magazine or a newspaper. Now, when you say stuff like that, it's like, are we going to go back to reading everything on print? But that just seems to be the reality in terms of how it impacts student learning. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, you know, with all of that you have looked into, because we're almost out of time here, I am curious, if you were teaching in uh, elementary, junior high, senior high, if you were teaching, would you ban cell phones? Would you go with a, a, a blanket ban, or, or how would you work it? So I think that school districts, which are a good intermediate level between, like, the entire province and individual schools, school districts kind of need to set um, their own policies in consultation with 
uh, parents and communities because you actually really need parent buy-in for this to work because it, it, it's parents that are buying these devices for their kids, sending them to school with the devices and, you know, sometimes messaging them and they have concerns about that. And so if we need to get the parents on board first in order for this to be tenable. And then, so I think school districts are the appropriate level um, to do that, to try to show parents like, you know, here's the evidence, here's why we think this will actually um, help kids. And once you get them on board, then it makes it easier um, to actually enforce any sort of restriction. Thank you so much uh, for this. This is a great food for thought as as a as a parent. Ugh, yeesh, it's 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 so complicated. I don't want cell phones in in classrooms, but I want her to respond to my text message. And I, and why isn't she responding? So we parents, we got some work to do as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Sachin. You're welcome. Sachin Maharaj, uh, Assistant Professor of Educational Leadership at the University of Ottawa. So much there to unpack. Wow, that was that was great. Absolutely.